Hello and welcome to Advice Worth Keeping, a podcast series where we provide insight into today's business issues to help you lead with confidence. Today we're bringing you the first of three podcast episodes spotlighting controls integration. I recently had the opportunity to talk with Nick Wozni and Tim Murphy, both of whom are managing directors in KPMG's risk assurance practice. We talked about how organizations can unlock the full value of controls integration in order to better address risks, meet compliance obligations, and even manage change initiatives. Nick and Tim, welcome. I'm so glad you've made time to connect today. Would the two of you introduce yourselves to our listeners? Nick, let's start with you. So my name is Nick Wozni. I'm a managing director in KPMG's risk assurance practice. And I'm responsible for our controls integration service offering in the United States. And for an interesting fact about myself related to controls integration, um, I've I've been doing this type of work for about 20 years, and I've had the opportunity to do controls integration activities in more than 10 different countries. I counted them up myself. Thanks so much, Nick. Tim, over to you. My name is Tim Murphy. I'm a managing director with KPMG's risk assurance practice, and I have over 20 years of experience assisting clients with controls integration activities as they're going through ERP implementations, both on-premise and cloud. Nick, I'd like to pitch this first question out to you. Since this is the first of three episodes on controls integration, can you give our listeners a quick overview to start us off? How would you define controls integration and what does it look like within an organization? So first, uh, controls integration is is about delivering the controls that you need to address your risks um, and build those deliverables into your transformation programs and when you implement new systems. But secondly, and most importantly, controls integration is the process of embedding controls. Controls become embedded in how your systems are designed and how you manage your change process to the organization. Tim, let's loop you in. I'm interested in your perspective on the benefits of controls integration. I'd imagine there are both current and future state benefits. Could you speak to those for our listeners? Your organization will need to implement controls eventually for the purposes of meeting Sarbanes-Oxley and other compliance obligations. So first and foremost, controls integration can help you avoid costly issues and painful remediation by, by getting the controls right at the time of the implementation. Also, organizations are looking for their digital transformations to optimize cost and drive business efficiency. So that same sort of efficiency can be delivered for controls by um, having the opportunity to build the controls into the technology and place greater reliance on automated controls and embed them in how your business will operate in the future. Thank you for that insight. Nick, since Tim covered the benefits, that leaves you with the barriers. Walk us through some of the barriers organizations might need to be aware of and even plan for. Some of the common barriers I'm seeing is both planning and prioritization. There's just so much focus and emphasis on completing these digital implementations quickly and um, keeping costs to a minimal. Many organizations are well into the planning of their digital transformation or ERP modernizations uh, before they start to think about a strategic plan for involving the internal control stakeholder. This is a conversation we strongly recommend 
KPMG even offers a high-level strategy workshop to explore this area further for your organization. Tim, technology is always changing and evolving, and I would imagine the same is true when it comes to controls integration. The two of you are on the front lines working with clients, so I'm interested in knowing what you're seeing and what listeners might need to account for. Controls map to end-to-end business processes, and what we're seeing is that the modern ERP landscape for many organizations now means that business processes operate across many different cloud platforms as opposed to one application, and controls have to adapt as well and address risks across multiple applications and components. That evolution also means that uh, the governance transforms and has to address the shared responsibility between the service provider and the, the customer, your organization. One of the other uh, key things that comes to mind is the term iterative. What we're finding is that Go Lives are no longer a, a single big bang, but rather the, the rapid integration of different cloud applications and components with a lot of those being quicker to deploy. And as a result of that, the integration of controls also has to follow an iterative approach where the the controls related to particular components of the ERP landscape need to be um, phased in. Thanks so much, Tim. That's good insight. I heard you talk through the need to adapt in order to address risks across multiple platforms. You spoke on the importance of good governance and then building an expectation around an iterative approach. So, Nick, let's close out this first episode with you. When I listen to podcasts, my ears tend to perk up when I hear about what works and what doesn't. I'd love for you to share some of the characteristics of getting controls integration right. What are some of the best practices when it comes to controls? Well, there's just a a tremendous amount of best practices in this area. However, let's go back to the concept of embedded. If controls integration is embedded into a transformation approach, the organization is on the right path to embedding controls across the solution. We mentioned efficiency as one of the benefits. So controls integration should lead to more efficient controls. The cost efficiencies from better controls should match the synergies achieved by the business as part of the transformation, but there's actually opportunities for multiplying the benefits for control efficiencies since they include both performance and assurance activities. Finally, I wanted to highlight that there should be ownership and adoption of controls. Most transformations will include organizational change initiatives, and this is a huge part of controls integration. Properly managed change helps the business adopt and understand and take advantage of the new controls in transforming the way they manage risk. Nick and Tim, thank you so much for making time to join us. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. We'll look forward to bringing you our next episode on controls integration here on Advice Worth Keeping.